Hello and welcome back to another episode of G'day NBA, home of the triple dribble where there is consistent banter and we take ill-advised shots. Before we start today's podcast, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Boxed Out Breaks. Boxed Out Breaks is a reputable card-breaking company here in Australia. Run and owned by a Celtics diehard, Aiden Breaks, Monday to Friday nights at a very reasonable price. Card breaking is an affordable way of collecting basketball cards with the chance of hitting rookie autos, veteran autos, game-worn jersey patch cards, and many more cool inserts. Be sure to check them out on Facebook, and don't forget to box out. Joining me today is Miami Heat fan, (laughs) Newcastle Knights diehard, Adam. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. We originally had this idea in the off-season, didn't yeah, we? And yeah. we've um, been talking about it a while now. It's we thought um, what the world needs right now is two more guys that have never played elite sport, <laughs> talking about elite sport. Talking so. about elite sport, just putting their opinion out to the world. So, yeah, as I spoke about, he's a Knights diehard. He's heading off to the game this afternoon. Is they currently at nine in a row? Yes, nine in a row. Looking for ten in a row. So ten in a row this weekend. Touch wood. Touch wood. See how we go, but um, yeah, I'm pumped. It'll be good. Yeah, be good. great atmosphere. I went and watched uh, the Sharks, Knights and Sharks the other week. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Like all of my mates that have been bagging me for being a Knights fan all these years are now asking, oh, when can I, how can I get tickets? Do you yeah. have any spare tickets? So Coming out. Everyone's on the van wagon. Everyone's on the so. wagon. <laughs> I'm guilty of that uh, myself. But um, yeah, yeah. Also, you've just spent the last, what, six weeks in Europe? Yeah, six weeks, mate. It was how's, good. How's the trip, it, mate? It was good. So I missed a lot of um, NBA stuff, I guess. But, I mean, we had the best time. Like, What's the best time to do it? Like, that's it was, right. It was only, the only thing you were missing was summer league. Well, that's right. And a bit, so, bit of FIBA, which yeah. the Aussies got bailed out. Yeah, early. so with the FIBA stuff, I think once we got to the point where we couldn't really go any further, I sort of just tuned out. So is the final tonight? Finals tonight. So yeah, we're recording so, Sunday. This will yeah. drop Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, so we'll know and the result when this comes out. Yeah, but, but it wasn't the two teams that we thought. No. Germany, I, I Germany and that. Serbia. It's crazy. Like, so... You know, I think Schroeder will be like leading the Germans, and then um, you got Bogdan, Bojan, and yeah. um, no Jokic for no Serbia, Jokic. so which is big. I like the Wagner brothers from um, from Germany. Germany too, yeah. yeah, so that'd be a good game, like a good hard European yeah style game. Good, good team basketball, and I, I did put the poll up the other day um, of everyone like who, who I put the poll out saying who do you think will win and. Majority was for Canada. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then followed by yeah. USA, and that's the that's the bronze medal match or the third third place match. That's right. Which and is the earlier game tonight, which is good because we'll literally go from the Knights, roll <laughs> straight, straight in. in. Yeah, roll yeah. straight in. So what time is the final? I mean, it doesn't matter. Quarter past six. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sydney time is the um, bronze medal. Bronze medal, and then it's like ten o'clock for the. Oh, okay. Might for, be, a, for the might be a well late one by my standards, yeah. and yours with two young kids. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. won't be happening for me, mate. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we've quickly just touched on that. In today's episode, we're really going to just do a deep dive into the Eastern Conference, similar to what we done last week with the Western Conference, the ins and outs for each team, prediction of where they would finish and where they're going to go, the overall unders. So we'll do them in the order of how I've picked them, like I did with the West, and Adam will um, say where he has them finishing in terms of uh, the ladder. So there's 11 teams that are predicted to go over the... 500 percentage, pretty sure. Maybe um, I'm just grabbing that yeah, so that's well. Um, It'd be pretty close, actually. Yeah, let's have a look. Yeah, it's, it's actually no, no, it's not. That the East has actually got it quite weaker. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. But they're so tight. Like yeah, some of these I was looking at yesterday. Super like tight. 
some of the, I mean, my maths, I don't even know it's going to be, if it's going to work out to get them in the order I want them, but there's going to be a lot of teams finishing within one or two wins of each other. Yeah. Like to get these right. And obviously the bookies know better than we do. So do you have the West or East stronger this year? Well, I was just echoing what you and Mitch said last week. Like it's, the East has probably been better for a couple of years now, but I remember years ago, like, you know, the Cavs or whatever team LeBron was on was pretty much a lock for at least the East finals. Whereas the West, you know, had Spurs, Warriors, like you had so many Spurs, Warriors, Rockets, and the Clippers had such a ridiculous lineup yeah. as well. Thunder like, when KD and the was Thunder there as too, well. Like it, it just seemed like the the West to get in the West, you had to win. So to get in the West playoffs back in the old system, you had to win fifty games, which yeah. is just ridiculous. Crazy. Whereas in the East, I'm sure there was years where. Team scraped in with like less, like 35 wins, 35 which is just to ridiculous wins. to think yeah. about. But yeah, um, I've, I've got the West stronger this year. There's a few standouts in the East, so yeah, 100%. The, yeah, the, exactly. The I, I, I agree. I think you know, we'll get to who our top two, top two or three are, but outside of them, there's not really anyone that you'd say is challenging for a final spot. But as we saw last year, I guess we won't know until we get there, but you know, there's only probably two or three standouts at the top, so yeah. Should we get stuck into it? Let's get into it, mate. All right, so starting in 15th for me, I have the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I'll have a quick look at their ins and outs. So the big in for them is their second-round pick, Brendan Miller. Returning after some off-field dramas is Miles Bridges. Uh, who else they get? Frank the Tank from Dallas, and, yeah, that, that's about it. A few other bits and pieces and rookies. Their outs... Kelly Oubre, who didn't get picked back up. Dennis Smith Jr., who's off to the Nets. Sivy Millet, Millet, <laughs> yeah. if I got that right. I left him out of my to, notes because yeah. I was like, I'm not even going <laughs> to try and do try. that. <laughs> I've had a throw at the stump. Mikhailak or something? Yeah, I Sorry. apologies if I got Sivy, that wrong. No, he's a big fan of the show. Huge fan, huge so. listener, avid listener. So, yeah, I've got them in 15, unfortunately. I just don't see him doing much, even though Lamelo is predicted to do a lot um, in his NBA career. 30 and a half is their line. I've got them going under. Not by much, but I'd say about 26, 25, like 25, 26. Where, where do you have them, mate? I've got them over. Okay. I've got them over. I've got them at 14th, though. Yep. So echoing what we said before, I think at the, the bottom, the shit half of the East is going to be tight, but I've got them over 30 wins just. I mean, they won 27 last year. Lamelo only played... Half the season? He, he played less than half the season, yep. so I think... Probably what a lot of people have forgotten. Yeah, but people have forgotten they've also got Gordon Haywood. And when he's good, he's good. It's just him staying healthy. He is getting a bit older now. As you said, they got Frank the Tank's probably their biggest signing, which is not. Nothing I mean, he's a good player. Like, he's playing in the NBA, but it's not, you know, no one's like, oh, wow, we friend, yeah. signed Frank Nilakina. <laughs> um, Kelly Oubre is out, as you said, hasn't been picked up yet. Dennis Smith Jr. is gone. I think they're still so young and raw. That defensively, it'll be a struggle. It always is for the young teams. Uh, yeah. Lamelo is a good defender, but I just don't think that. I mean, I think they'll come over, but I've got him fourteenth. Yeah, so. not a bad shout. And I actually don't mind Mark Williams, who's their their big. Yeah, their center. Yeah. He yeah. he was benched for the you know the first two thirds of the year, and then the last third of the season when yeah. the year was over, he got yeah, a lot of game time, and yeah, he he played well. Well, I think like the over is thirty point five, and they've. They won 27 games last year with Melo not playing half the season. So I think it's I think they're three or four wins better than they were last year. If, Melo plays, Melo if he's healthy, hit. of course. Yeah. 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 All right, let's move on. We'll look at the Washington Wizards, the team 
one of the teams with the most amount of moves. Obviously, the biggest in for them is Jordan Poole from the Warriors. Also coming over from the Warriors is Ryan Rollins. Landry Shamit comes over from the Suns. Who else we got there? Daniel Gallinari and Mike Muscala from the Celtics. Tyus Jones, which is a handy pickup from the Grizzlies. They're outs. The big one uh, who's been there since he was drafted, Bradley Beal. We have Monte Morris, who's off to Detroit. Kendrick Nunn out. Chris Tapps for Zingas, off to my Celtics. And that's about wraps it up. A few other bits and pieces moving out, but yeah, no big mention there. I think their over is quite ridiculous at 36 and a half. So I'm going under and then, yeah, I've got them in at 14th. Yeah. What do you, what do you see? And what I've, also got Wizards? Them, I've also got them under, but I've got them 12th. Okay. So yeah. like I said, there's going to be a, a bit of a log jam there around, we'll see you later on, but at, around the 30, 32, 33 win mark. Yeah. I see a lot of teams coming in around there. So they had a lot of changes. I think they had like 10 ins, uh, 10 ins and 9 outs. 10 ins, 9 crazy. outs. Yeah. So obviously Bradley Beal is the big one going to the Suns. Jordan Poole's probably the key this year after he had a big year with Golden State. But he was surrounded by superstars there. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if he makes the change into being the guy, not yeah. just the, um, the bit part player that comes in, does his job, and he can lean on superstars. So... Well, and that, that's the thing with the NBA. You've got to do it for 82 that's games. That's exactly right, and he'll have to do that now. I mean, good luck to him because he, he was a great watch for the Golden State last year. Um, they won 35 games last year, but they had Bradley Beal. And Chris Stapps. And Chris Stapps. He's been like the centrepiece there for so long. Um, I just don't think they are as strong as last year when they won 35 games. We do have Xavier Cooks there on the Aussie front, so yeah, hopefully he gets some more game see. time but I don't see them coming in over 37 wins, like getting 37 wins because that's on the edge of playing territory and that's not, that's not, that's not the Wizards be. this year, I'm sorry. Yeah, agreed on that one, mate. Let's have a look at the Toronto Raptors also made a big move around uh, their main man sending, oh, sorry, we'll start with the ends actually. Grady Dick who got drafted, I think he was about the 11th or 12th pick in this year's draft. Jalen McDaniels from the 76ers. And Dennis Schroeder, which is a good, handy pickup yeah. from the Lakers. Yeah. They're outs. The man I was talking about just before, Fred Van Fleet, big out, headed to the Rockets. Danilo Banton off to the Celtics. Will Barton and Joe Wisecamp, who is off to the Mavericks. So their over-under prediction is 36.5. I've got them in at 13th and going under that. We finally agree. Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got them under at 13th. You know, no big signings really outside of Dennis Schroeder, but... I mean, looking at the FIBA World Cup now, he'll, he'll bring a lot of confidence into that squad. He's probably a bit of a life-for-life with Van Vliet. Yeah. Do you have them on the same level, like in um, terms of the calibre of player? Or do you think there's more upside to one to the other? Or they're I both? think Schroeder's probably better. Yeah. I think, I think okay. you know, Van Vliet, he really sort of broke out when he was part of that Raptors title run. Yeah. And he hasn't really slowed down from them, but I just think Schroeder's probably a better leader. As you can see, he's leading Germany at the moment, so... I mean, they made the play-in last year. All their offense has been based around Pascal Siakam. You know, 36 wins doesn't always mean you're going to miss out on a play-in, but these over, this, this one was a hard one for me to get them under. But someone has to go under or my maths just isn't going to work. Yeah. So yeah. this is one of those things. Um, and it's tough because you, you think about watching them only a couple of years ago and you're like, yeah, they'll cover 36 and a half. I, lo- I love that. But there's like, these other yeah. teams that have yeah. rebuilt and they're – that's right. They've got a young call that are starting to come through. That's that. right. So uh, this one was a tough one for me to put them there, but someone has to go there, unfortunately. Yeah, it's the way it works. 
So that was 13th. On to 12th, I have got the Brooklyn Nats, which I don't know, after starting to read a few reports and watching Mikael Bridges in the FIBA World Champs, I might have him moving up a bit, but at the time of recording, I've got to leave him where I've got him. So we'll have a look at their ins, which they've made a fair few moves, actually. They've got nine, nine in, eight out. So we'll have a look at the more important ones, being uh, Darius Baisley, who's coming across from the Suns, Dennis Smith Jr., as we talked about before, from the Hornets. Lonnie Walker uh, from the Lakers. And then a couple of rookies in Derek Whitehead and Jalen Wilson. They're outs where there was a few big ones. Nothing nothing huge, but uh, Aussie boy Paddy Mills over to Atlanta. Seth Curry back to the Mavericks. Joe Harris over to the Pistons. Ute Watanabe to the Suns and David Duke Jr. to the 76ers. So, yeah, having them at 12th with the 37.5 being the projected win under. Sorry, 37.5, the projected win total. I've got them going under. I have them under as well, but I have them at 10th. Ooh. So, as I've said, I, th- I think that there's going to be, I mean, you've there's probably a couple of surprises coming for you because some of the teams I've got below them, like it's going to be tight. But, you know, before KD and Kyrie left, they were 10 games over 500. Okay. Um, once they left, they went 13 and 15, then got swept out of the playoffs easily. Yeah. So project, projecting that forward and not any hugely notable signings, I can't see them coming in over. Have you been listening to the talk around Ben Simmons well, that's, being, being fully fit? That's and the thing. Becoming, I, becoming I'm not going to buy into again? it until I see I'm not it buying because, it either. I mean, as I've said it here, I think it really hinge on whether Ben Simmons can somehow pull himself together. Of course, if he comes you know, if he comes in and plays how he should have been playing, how he should be able to play, they're gonna make this the is this is a completely different exactly. team. But you know him Cam, and Mikhail Bridges. That's right. That's yeah. right. So I think Cam Johnson had some good contributions when he came from the Suns. Yep. So there is upside. He's a good three and D guy, Cam 100%, Johnson. Hundred percent. So there's some good upside there, but it all depends this this Recording could be totally fucking useless. Could be. If Ben Simmons decides to play basketball for once in his career. Ben, so we know you're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Pistons. Pistons. I've got them in an 11th spot, apparently. <laughs> got them moving up a fair <laughs> way. Anyway, let's have a look at their ins and outs. Firstly, the reason why I've got them at the 11th, a lot of people are forgetting Kate Cunningham's injury yep, mid-season. Right. And I might be too high on his stocks, but I reckon he, yeah, he, well, he could be looking at most most improved player this upcoming season. But we'll have a quick look at their ins and outs. They've picked up Ozar Thompson. Ozar Thompson? Yeah. Ozar? Yeah, Ozar? Yeah. Apologies. Ozar. And he was, again, fourth or fifth. Can't remember which one it was. They picked up I think Ma- it was fifth, yeah. Fifth? Yeah. They picked up Marcus uh, Sasser, who had a game in the summer league. I know summer league's not much to go off, but he put up, I think it was about 40 points one night. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah so something to watch there. Joe Harris from the Nets uh, and Monte Morris, who Detroit born and raised, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, coming across from the Wizards. They're out. Uh, Hamadou Diallo, RJ Hampton, Corey Joseph, who is off to the Warriors, and Rudy McGruger. So... Not a huge amount of changes, but look, if Cade can stay fit, they've got some good uh, good young guns coming through in the likes of Jalen Duran, who's only 19 years old. Yeah, well. yeah uh, Jaden Ivey, 
And then they've got the experience in uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. And, yeah, hopefully Cad Cunningham can stay fit. So their over-under prediction is 28 and a half. So if low. I've got them in, in an 11th, yeah, they have they to be going over. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going over on that one. And I'm pretty high on, on this team. I disagree. That's my their 15th for me. Yeah. I've got them under. Someone, someone has to be there. I've got them under. And obviously it depends on how Cade Cunningham goes this year. Like he averaged 19 points a game through 12 games, which is a very small sample size, but he was probably only going to get stronger as the year went on. Yeah. It really just depends on him. You know, Bojan just led Serbia to a World Cup final. He's probably not anyone's pick as the who should be the number one guy in an NBA offense. I mean, he's a great player, but I don't think he's a number one guy for a strong team. Yeah. So it, it really just – it revolves around Cade when Cade comes back. So are they 10 wins better than last year? They won 17 games last year. That's the question I asked myself. Now, from the beginning of Feb last year, they went full tank, 4-27. and 27. They went full tank. That's 31 games, 4 wins. The biggest loss of the year, though, was having the worst record by 10 games and still dropping to fifth in the draft lottery. They had they won seventeen games and still had the fifth pick. Like they got Alsar Thompson. Uh, I think he might have been playing like in that Atlanta elite league or whatever. It was. It, was, it, was, it wasn't the uh, like the G League team. The it was, a it was. It was an elite league, which yeah. actually I hadn't heard of. Before. I, I had neither till I did a bit of reading on him, but I think he did pretty quite well too. So he'll probably share some minutes with Sadik Bay and Alec Burks. I mean, I've still got him under. They're probably still a couple of years away from. The reason why I've got them, I've got them climbing was they got rid of their coach Dwayne Casey. Okay, and Monte yep. Williams from the Phoenix Suns has been appointed the head okay, coach. Okay, that's a good shout. That's a good so shout. So that's that's why I've got them moving. Yeah, up, yeah, that's a good shout. Up the ladder. That's where, a good shout. Whether they can get eleventh, I might be a bit high high on that on I mean, the on the Cade case. But we've got to, we've got to pick we'll someone. See. But yeah, they've got, I've got them dead bottom of the league. So yep. fair enough. All right, 10th, the first spot in the play-in as such. Yep. So I've got the Orlando Magic. Their ends are Anthony Black and Jet Howard, who they just picked up out of the out of the draft. Aussie boy Joe Ingles, which I love, a uh, good veteran for the team, and Mac McClang uh, from the 76ers. They're out, Bol Bol, who's off to the Suns, Jay Scrub uh, to the Celtics, and Michael Carter-Williams, who didn't pick up a team. So their over-under projection is 36.5. I've got them going over considering their intense spot. Not by much, so maybe about 40, 40 wins. Okay. So cool. around the 500, ju- cool. just under the, the 500 per percentage. Yeah, cool. I've got them over as well. Yeah. I've got them seventh. You've got them that high? I've got them seventh. So they've got the same young core of players as last year. Yeah. But again, as I've said earlier, being young, defense is always an issue. Like, so if they can get that together, like if Paolo Bencaro doesn't have second-year syndrome, they'll be a much better team than last year. They've got all the pieces, I think, to get in, like to get into a playing spot at least, and they've got them at seventh. So, you know, with Joe Ingles coming in, we have to back him in, right? We love Joe. Yeah. So love watching one of those things. So they had some massive skids through the first half of the season last year. They dropped nine in a row at one stage. They were 15-26 and 26 at the midpoint, and then they just went under 500 through the back end. So I think that they were getting stronger as the year went on, and I think they'll be hoping to, you know, get better again, like pick up from that. there and go again. So and like you said, it's only another year with those young, like that young core under yeah. their belt. The likes of Franz Wagner, Paolo's exactly. second year, he'll yeah. only take confidence coming from FIBA. So he rookie like, of the year too. Like, yeah, you know, it's, 
I'm high on them. I'm they're on they're them. a pretty fun team to watch as well. Yeah, I think um, they'll be a league pass team for sure. Yeah, so. yeah, most definitely. All right, looking at ninth, and this is a team. This is a team that I could potentially see going a little bit higher, but also dropping down to twelfth. I believe they're a team that might blow it all up mm-hmm. mid-season, and that's yep. the Chicago Bulls. I've got in at ninth. So I'll have a quick look at their ends. Uh, nothing too exciting. They've picked on Javon Carter from the Bucks, Torrey Craig from the Suns, Quinton Jackson from the Wizards, along with a few other uh, draft pieces. They're out. They lost Pat Bev, who's headed to the 76ers, Javonte Green, Derek Jones Jr. to Dallas. And, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. A few other... Uh, yeah, a few other bits and pieces once again. So their projected line is 36.5. I've got them going over. If they're in ninth, they yeah. have to go over. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. if they tank and blow it up, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're just sort of like right on the, the edge of that, aren't they? I mean, I've got them over as well. Yeah. I've, I've got them eighth. Okay. So I think that's... Very, very similar. I, I think that's a low, a low over-under for them. Like they've got the squad, they've got... Lonzo, Zach Levine, who can light it Lonzo up. Lonzo might be missing the season, though. Yeah, right. So I'll yeah. scratch that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if he comes in, but they've got Levine still, they've got yeah. Vooch, they've got DeMar DeRozan, like they have the, they have the, they have the squad to, even without Lonzo, to, you know, push anyone, like off, especially offensively, like they can get after it. So they made the play in last year, and I think it's a shock to me that their over under wasn't higher. Probably should have won more games last year. Most of their starting squad has stayed together. I've seen him coming in above 500. Yep. James Harden has been named in their trade talks. So, okay. I mean, like you said, they're only going to blow it up. But if they get Harden, who knows what this squad will look like in the back half of the year. That will really spice things up in Chicago, I think. Could seem going there potentially. Yeah, but, but for that to happen, they're going to have to change up those attacking options that I just spoke about. So yeah. who knows what it's going to look like. Not a bad shout at all. I mean, anyway. we'll see how we go. We'll see. Moving on to eighth spot, and this is a team that I've got a lot higher than what a lot of people would have them, and that's the Indiana Pacers. We'll have a quick look at their ins and outs. The big one for me is Bruce Brown, championship winner in the previous season just gone. Yep. Obi Toppin coming across from the Knicks. They picked him up for absolutely nothing, which I love. And Jarris Walker, who is a rookie, I think he was around the tenth pick. Don't don't hold me to it, but he was quite impressive in the summer league. They're out. O'Shea Brissett, who's off to the Celtics. Chris Duarte to the Kings. George Hill and James Johnson. So their over underline is thirty eight and a half, and I've got them going under. I'd actually have them a little bit higher if I could, but I th- we'll leave it at eighth, considering they're not tipped to to go anywhere near that by most punters. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I'm I'm with the punters on this one, Pat. Yeah. I've got them under at 11th. 11th? Yeah. Okay. Not, so, not by much. Yeah. yeah, no. So, you know, there's no huge departures, but they're going to need to get some decent minutes out of their two first-round draft picks, Drace Walker and Ben Shepard, straight, straight up. Yeah. Which, again, to me, indicates they'll probably just struggle a bit to get into the NBA workload straight away. So they're probably going to drop a, quite a few games early in the season. But they've got Miles Turner there as well. Miles Turner, Tyrese Halliburton. That's right, and Tyrese Halliburton. He's going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting on the offense to drag his team up. As you said, Bruce Brown's in there as well now. So I've still got them under. Like They've got some young players that are going to have to go straight into starting spots. I think, and this is a huge, huge roughie, but I've got Obi Toppin as a potential... Oh, like, breakout. 
breakout season. Nice. Yeah. He didn't get the time in New York, Tom Thibodeau, no, for whatever reason. Really he wasn't in favour in yep. his roster and he was yep. just put to the side sort of thing. Yeah. I think he can be quite a player, so. Yeah, well, that, that's probably what's going to change their season is if Obi can do something. Yeah. Gets the paces. So that'll be exciting. Though. He's an exciting player. Well, I think, yeah, they picked him up for two second round picks, so. Yeah, well, that's dirt cheap. Yeah. That's dirt cheap. Yeah. So, yeah, let's move on. In seventh spot, we'll now look at the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, a, f- a few ins and outs, uh, as we spoke about before. Paddy Mills coming across from Brooklyn. A couple of rookies amongst the mix. Uh, Kobe Bufkin being the highest uh, in the pick, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't too bad in the summer league. Their outs, uh, John Collins after being drafted there in 2017. Aaron Holiday is off to the Rockets. And, yeah, Tyrese Martin, Donovan Williams... No one really. Trent Forrest. Yeah. No one really that made, made waves anyway no, in their that's team. Right, so right. they pretty well got their same core. Their over under projection prediction is 41.5. I've got them over because of where they are, but just yeah. I've got them like 42, 43 wins. Yeah. I'm I'm the same as that. Like just under. Just under. So they're sitting, sitting on the bubble of 500. Yep. And I've got them ninth. Yep. So playing spot. Playing spot. I think it's got less to do with them in particular. But because I'm so high on the magic, these guys have to go through the heat and the magic four times each. Yeah. So that's going to be the difference between them going higher and lower, I think. If they can split those series, they probably put themselves up a couple of spots. It's quite, quite a eight. strong division. It's a very strong division, yeah. yeah. So especially if the magic are as good as I think they are, which could be totally wrong, but um, I guess we'll see. It's very, like I said, this one's a really tight one. I've got them just under the win, win loss. So they could come in at 500 on the dot. Trey's the key, obviously. Always going to be the key for them as long as he stays there. If he catches fire at the right stretch of the season, they can they can get over. But he needs to take the rest of them with him. Like John Collins is gone, he is a big loss. I reckon he might get traded. Trey by the deadline mid season. Okay. <coughs> okay. Well, I just I don't know. I just don't know if him and Dejounte are going to work. Okay. And yeah. you're going to get more for Trey than what you are. Dejounte, yeah, hundred percent. In my 100%. opinion, and yeah, I don't know. It's just it's shout. been playing in my mind. That's so that's why I've, I've got them where they are and just over. That's a fair but, shout. Yeah, but I think we'll see. Like they're going to need big minutes out of Clint Capella because yeah. they're pretty thin on bigs. Yeah. Just looking at their team list. Well, Congo so. is their next big, and he's he struggles to to guard the five. He's, exactly, he can exactly. guard the struggles with the one. Yeah, um, I was speaking to one of the boys about it, and he said, yeah, he can't guard the one. He can't guard the five. So he's really limited. Through the two, two to four that's sort right, of thing. That's right. So I think, yeah, John Collins is a big loss for him defensively and I think that might be the difference. But again, it depends on if Trey's going to even be there. Like, that's a good shout, I think. Like, they're more, more likely to get rid of Trey than DeJounte. Yeah, because so. DeJounte just signed in the off-season, just gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. got an extension. So, okay, you've got him in ninth. I had him in seventh. We'll move yeah. on now uh, to sixth spot. Uh, they were quite impressive last year, actually, on the back of Don- Donovan Mitchell's performances. And that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. So we'll have a quick look at their ins and outs. They had a few good signings. Max Struess uh, from your Miami yep. Heat. Yep. George's Niang came across from the Philadelphia 76ers. Damian Jones from the Jazz. Ty Jerome from the Warriors. And deep down in the draft, I think it was about 47th or 48th, Amoni Bates, who I think he was second team All-NBA, like in the, in the oh, su- summer league. Yeah, in the yeah, summer cool. league. Um, yeah. Shouldn't say second team All-NBA, just second team summer, All league, summer league. Yeah, or yeah. Vegas. <laughs> or Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah, and for a 48th pick, like, yeah, he was quite impressive. They're out. Danny Green, who's headed back to the 76ers. Robin Lopez to join his brother in Milwaukee. 
Cedi Osman to the Spurs, Lamar Stevens, and Dylan Windler, who's off to the Knicks. So their over-under uh, projection is four, uh, 50.5, mm, and I've got yeah. them going under. I think that's quite high, 50.5. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm so high on this team, hey. I've got them third. Woof. Yeah. So they were last year's surprise packet. Yeah, they were. They kept, what, and you think they're only going to build off that season? I think so. I think okay. you know, they kept their starting five together, and they're hoping to go a bit deeper. Like they got gentlemen sleep by the Knicks in the first round. If they don't get to the second round, I would say this is not – as a failure, honestly. Like, yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm high on them. They were exciting to watch last year, so hopefully they're a bit the same. K-Love left in the middle of the season. What his contribution was there anyway, don't really know. Like, he, he was the rocker. He was a bit of a, he was, vet, he was a, a locker room bit guy. Of a bench vet, bit of a bit like Udonis over at yeah. Miami. Yeah. Um, they've got Rubio on the sideline. Like, he's a very valuable vet to have. He's left now. Um, oh, has he really? Yeah, he's having the year off due to mental health. Or, oh, actually, I don't know if it's the whole year. But he's having a break yeah. from basketball. So yeah, so no. Now you say it. so. Yeah. This is what happens when you go to fucking Europe. You miss out on all these shit. stories. Yeah. So anyway, scrap that. Like Jarrett Allen and Evan Mobley were a great combo defensively last year. Yeah. Um, you know Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. Like they've just got so many options, and I I just think they're going to grow rather than shrink. Okay. So I mean, and you think they can manage to work out the minutes between Mobley and Mobley and Allen? You think they can manage to work that out? If they can do that, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm, I'm real high on these guys. Okay. Like, I'm excited for them. All right. So we'll see how they go. We'll see. So, all right, we'll move on now in fifth spot. And this is a team that could be fifth. They could be 12th, depending <laughs> what happens with uh, James Harden, with all the news. So that is the Philadelphia 76ers. They're in Mo Bamba from the Lakers, Pat Bev from the Bulls. Danny Green coming across from the Cavs. A few other, few other rookies that they got deep down in the draft. They're out. Uh, George's Niang, who we just spoke about, headed to the Cavs. Mac McClang to the Magic. Jalen McDaniels to the Raptors. Shake Milton, who's off to Minnesota. And Dwayne Dedman. So they're over under projection. 48.5. I've got them going over. Huge asterisk next to next to this, obviously. Exactly. Pending what happens with uh, the whole James Harden saga, which uh, still, it's gone very quiet actually this past week. But yeah, yeah where have you got them finishing and have you got them going over or under? I've got them under and sixth. Yeah. Uh, based on the James Harden well, yeah, saga? Or or it'd be interesting this? to see how it plays out because stuff like that we've seen in the past can just totally derail a team season. Like, you know, they've still got the quality. Like, obviously, MB could still have an MVP caliber season. Tyrese um, Maxey. Well, they've got. They need to get big minutes out of guys like Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, if they're going to fill up the score sheet. Because especially if Harden goes, but like this is, it's almost pointless to talk about them at the moment because you just don't, you just have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> like yeah, these like I said, these things can really derail a season. So until they get it sorted, we won't know. And the process just keeps rolling on and on and on. Poor Philly fans have been oh told to trust God. this process. <laughs> I'd like to read the process. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's just, an absolute mess. It's a mess. So let's move on. Top four. I've put in your team. They want Miami Heat. Yep. Still a little bit butthurt of what they've done to my Celtics. <laughs> but we'll have a quick look at their ins and outs for the year ahead. Uh, sneaky good pickup in Thomas Bryan, in my opinion, coming across from the Nuggets. Yep. Jay Rich back home uh, from the Pelicans. 
Uh, Drew Smith from the Nets. I don't think I've missed anyone there. Justin Champagne from the Celtics. And the rookie that uh, done a little bit in the Summer League as well, Jamie Jacquez Jr. Yeah, yeah. Looks, I saw some highlights yeah. of him. He looks, he looked good. He looks nice. He looks tidy. Uh, yeah, outs. You had a couple of big outs. In my opinion, the biggest one being Gabe Vincent, who's mm. headed to the Lakers. Yep. Max Struess to the Cavs. Cody Zeller to the Pelicans. Victor Oladipo, who's headed to the Thunder. And finally retired, Udonis Haslam. Yeah. The day has come. It's sad to see. It's sad to see. The, the bench. So, yeah, sorry. I've got him. I've got the Heat in at fourth. I've got them going over their line of 48.5. Yep. I've got them over as well. I've, yep. got them, I've got them at fifth. I mean, they made the finals last year, so it's really hard to say they won't, but obviously they limped into the playoffs. Oh, and then Almost got done against the Bulls. And then yeah, exactly. From and, there. And then they just they went all the way, and then they got – it was Denman's sleep, wasn't it, in the end, in the finals? Yeah. yeah. yeah you, so. you just took care of the Bucks in six. Yeah. Um, I think you took care of the Knicks in what five or six. You could have swept us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we I could, know. You could have done it. It was crazy. But then you, yeah. I mean, it just depends on – it really just feels feels like it depends on if Jimmy turns up or not. Yeah. And, I mean, because they made the finals, you have to put them overs. Again, their fortunes are going to be decided by a move that's yet to happen. Damian Lillard's obviously the big one, if he comes or not. Yeah. But we don't know. So, uh, as you said, Oladipo and Gabe Vincent, especially Struis as well. Gabe Vincent, I think, is the biggest loss. He was so good for them in the finals last year, in the playoffs last year. So... We just don't really know what the makeup's going to be moving forward. Uh, so for now, I'm just going to hit and hope, say Jimmy and Bam can carry us until we land yeah, the as, next big sign. As long as those two can stay fit, yeah, yeah, or you're right. always going to be in a good position. That's right. Bam's like, just gotten so good the last few years. Like He's awesome to watch. Yeah. So yeah, got him, got him fifth, got him over. Question. If the Heat managed to sweep the Celtics or, say, wrap it up in five... That'd be nice. Yeah, it, well, it would have been nice... Do you have you guys at least winning another game against Denver? Because I think fatigue. Um, they had a they had a sweet I, they had a sweet run the night. I agree. That was probably the biggest contributor to the final score in the finals. Yeah. Like, because they just didn't have they ran out of steam. Like I I can't remember exactly, but players were going down injured. They just didn't have enough energy left. It's so hard to turn around and play probably NBA Finals off a week's rest yeah. rather than two days rest. So I think they probably could have picked up another game against the Nuggets, but the Nuggets were just so fresh and playing so well. They were a tier above like, anyone right. else in the competition. That's they, right. they never looked troubled. The no, whole final right. series, in yeah. my opinion, they just, yeah. yeah. On the, yeah, Jokic, what a player. I know, he's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the West. We're here to talk about the <laughs> East. And we're moving on now to third spot. This is... Somebody I've got a lot higher than most people do, but I've seen a little something in them that they can build off, and I think Jalen Brunson can be that guy. Yeah. So in third spot is the Knicks. We'll have a quick look at their ins and outs. No huge moves. Uh, the biggest one being, actually, Villanova teammate to Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart is Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah. He's coming across from the Warriors. Nathan Knight from the Timberwolves. And Dylan Windler from the Cavs, they're out. The big one, Derek Rose, veteran, mm. headed to Memphis. Obi Toppin uh, to Indiana. Trevor Keels and Daquan Jeffries. So their over-under is 44.5. If I've got them going in third, they've got to cover that. I've got them going over. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've, I've got them over as well in fourth because I had the Cavs in third. So uh, as you said, like Derek Rose is gone. Obi Toppin's gone. But Obi wasn't getting much minutes anyway. So 
you know, Julius Randall's are going to be the key yep. again. He hasn't showed up yet in the finals, though, has he? That's right. So, you know, they made the second round last year. They had a few really good win streaks. There isn't really a reason for them to not match their totals from la- their win total from last year. 44 is such a low over-under for these guys. That's that's what I thought, and they hadn't changed too many pieces. And That's right. They seemed to work a lot of pieces out, and yeah. they were pretty solid on their starting five and then their rotation exactly. players. And exactly. I'd, yeah, I don't think they've gone any worse. And I looked at that line and I went, oh, that's just – yeah, it's, it's way so too low. low. Man. It's so low. In and my opinion, it should be up near near the 50 mark. If the, if the Cavs are at that, they should exactly. they should be around exactly. the same spot. Because they're sort of in a similar position. I mean, like – a lot of growth still to be had from RJ and Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. So I think... A lot of potential in those two. 100%. So if, if those guys fire this year, I've got them coming in with a home court for the first round of the final, of the playoffs. Okay. So, yep. Yeah. I like that shout. So we're down to the final two. And if I've been listening correctly, I think we've got the last two. But whether... Have them in order though. Whether do we have them <laughs> in the same order or not, that's the million dollar question. In second... The man that signed at the time the biggest contract in the NBA. I'm pretty sure it's still the biggest contract. Yeah. Jalen Brown, not going to go through that. Everyone knows what he signed. $300 million, I think it was, over five years. Whatever it was. Ridiculous money. But we'll have a look at the ins and outs of the Boston Celtics, who I've got in second. Their ins. O'Shea Brissett coming across from the Pacers. The big one. Sorry, I should have started with this guy. Chris Tapps from the Wizards. Delano Banton from the Raptors, Jay Scrub from the Magic, and Jordan Walsh, who was drafted. They're outs, the heart and soul. I'm not going to cry on the podcast, but Marcus Smart yeah, off to the Grizzlies. Yeah. Grant Williams to the Mavericks. Blake Griffin, who we didn't end up picking back up. Mike Mascala and Daniel uh, Gallinari are off to the Wizards. Mafondu Cabangeli. And yeah, that, and uh, as we spoke about just before, Justin Champagne, who's off to the Heat. A lot more ins and outs than what I thought. Six in, seven outs. I've got them in at second. I've got them going over 54 and a half, which, yeah, high, but is high. I think they can do it. Yeah, I'm Staying sure. healthy. It all comes down to Robert Williams and Chris Tapp staying healthy, who are two injury-prone players. Yeah. It, yeah. If they can stay healthy, I've, I've got them. They can win the whole thing, but it's a what if. Yeah, so I've got them over as well, and I've got them second. So we're, yep. we're bang on for the last two. Obviously, Marcus Smart is the big loss. He was a big creator for them, as well as being huge, the heart of their defense, heart and soul so, of the locker room. Exactly, kept everyone in check. Exactly. You know they're going to do well again. Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, they'll pick up a lot of his minutes. Yep. You've probably got a better handle on how these guys will figure it out. Um, I don't see them dropping too far, but I don't think they're as good as last year. Me either. M- Marcus Smart's a huge loss. Yeah. Like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are good enough to take them back to the conference finals where they will meet probably the team we've both got in first. Mm-hmm. So how do you do you see the same thing or do you think they're gonna Yeah, and I, I think it's gonna be a revenge season for the Bucks considering yeah. they got bounced out in the first round. Exactly. Giannis doesn't forget this stuff. He's no. the type of player that yeah. Yeah. He he, he takes notes on that's right. on, on that's everything. Right. And yeah, that's why obviously they're our first spot. But it, it comes down to, in my opinion, Chris Tapps and Rob staying fit. Yep. It's just a big question mark, and yeah, exactly. if 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 they can stay, they can stay healthy. Another year of Tatum and Brown with that finals experience could take them all the way, but they're yet to prove themselves. Chris Stapps, it's just so disappointing because he, like you know, people are saying he's the same skill set as KD. 
Like, but he just hasn't been able to get to that point because he's just been injured. It feels he's like he's just been injured, injured forever. Constantly so, rebuilding. Um, you know, without digressing to the West at all, like there's a very, very good first overall draft pick with a very similar build that hopefully won't have the same issues, but I'm digressing a bit there. So we'll leave that leave that for now. We can leave that yeah. for another day. We've got a lot the, the of time whole, to talk about. We it. might have a whole podcast on Victor because, yeah, yeah. yeah, he could be anything. Yeah. He could be nothing. Yeah, exactly. Pending on his exactly. body. And yeah. I, I think I think he's, his skill set's there, but, yeah, that comes mm-hmm. down to his body. Again, yeah. we, that's a whole different path that, we, right. that we could go down. That's right. So, yeah, we've spoken about who we've got at number one, so we may as well look at their in and outs, and that is the Milwaukee Bucks. Their ins, Malik Beasley from the Lakers, Chris Livingston, who's a rookie, Robin Lopez from the Cavs, and Ty Ty Washington from the Rockets. I don't think I've missed anyone there. They're out, Javon Carter, who's off to the Bulls, Goran Dragic, who doesn't look to be picked up, Joe Ingles, the Aussie boy, to the Magic, Myers Leonard, and Wesley Matthews, who's off to Atlanta as well. All right. What was their over-unders? 53 and a half. 53 and a half, man. Over. That's so low. 53 and a half is low. Like, I've got For someone them, that you got in at if first. If you're going to come in first, I've got them over 60 games. Over 60? I've got them over 60 games. The only team I've got going over 60 this year is the Nuggets. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, I've, I think 60 is probably it. 60 is yep. the, the upper limit. Which is, well, it's covering 53 and a half easily. Way, way over. So, you know, obviously, Giannis is a biggie. Always. So... If he he could you know another MVP season like could be on the on the cards so um, Middleton missed a chunk of games in the middle of the season and at the start if they can stay healthy I don't see a reason why they will win less than that many games like win less than sixty they just came up against the Heat who were in a mood last year in the first round and Jimmy uh, Jimmy just Jimmy being himy Jimmy, so, Jimmy with his backpack filled with the rest of the team in yeah, there yeah man that's crazy putting the so, team on his back. But I think for the Celtics, you guys breathed a big sigh of relief. You didn't have to didn't have to face the Bucks. Yeah. But you know, obviously the Heat ended up dusting the Celtics as well. But you would have taken the Heat over the over the Bucks. Oh, in the conference finals, hands, any day hands of the week. down. So, I, I was excited. Well, did you see that projection of the percentage? I don't know who put it up. It might have been ESPN. They had the Celtics at like a ninety five percent chance of advancing to the NBA finals. Oh, and last at, year. Yeah, and the Heat yeah. at five percent. Crazy. So yeah, no, no respect. That was, yeah, that's right. So, you know, as you said, the Bucks will have a big point to prove this year. So, Giannis, as you said, revenge season is yeah. on. Yeah. Does that make him your MVP? Or who who have you got MVP? Oh, it's such a hard one, man, because, like, it's so good to see uh, Biggs dominating the league again. So, yeah. they're Biggs in you know, such a different way to guys like Shaq were back in the day. But I, I just think Jokic, he just does everything. Everything, yeah, and he's only going to get better. So I, still got Jokic as as the as MVP, the MVP. favorite, but I do too. Yeah, but it's a healthy favorite. It's a five, right. He's a five dollar favorite. That's like, right. It's not a two dollar. Like, it's pretty favorite. juicy. So it's juicy. Yeah, obviously. Again, and you understand why they're at that price because it comes down to health and everything yeah. like that. Rest. That's right. So yeah, so I think yeah, Jokic probably the favorite, and then guys like Embiid and Giannis. I don't know what the odds are, but they're probably second and third. I would yeah. I would imagine so. Yeah, but for Embiid to, to get, I mean, we've got we've got this Philly coming in at fifth and sixth, I think. So for Embiid to get MVP, they probably have to come second. Yeah, which I don't see happening. So no. it's probably down to Giannis and Jokic. Yeah, well, I think outside of that, it's the likes of Luka Doncic, yeah, Tatum, 
Pull on that list. Yeah, SGA right. might be a bit of a smoky. Oh, yeah, well, okay. That's, yeah. I wonder what he was paying because that would be a big shout if he – I'm, I'm sure he'd be out past twenty dollars. Yeah, like, well, he was first All NBA last last year. Yeah, true, mm. true. That's crazy. To think and if about. yeah, if, oh man, yeah. Anyway, we're starting to spill down the line, <laughs> but that's <laughs> we our could East- talk all day. Oh uh, mate, fuck. yeah. So that's our Eastern Conference wrap up. Really, the yeah. ins and outs and our over unders. We'll move on now. Irrelevant news. We touched on it briefly at the start. <laughs> The Knights, and you are known as the guy with the tagline um, that the Knights may never lose again. Mate, I... Run, run me through it first. Oh, look, so years ago, my mate posted it on his Facebook, so I can't take all the credit for it. Yeah. So we won, we, we won. I think it was 2018, we won five in a row to start the year. Nice. And, you know, the vibe was high in New Year after five wins in a row. Yeah. It doesn't happen often, so he posted it on his Facebook and I've run with it, so every single game we win now, it's, <laughs> they might never lose again. They and might. You never at the know. moment, I look like a fucking genius. You do, but yeah. That'll. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to last for this year. I'm. I'm just taking it one game at a time, man. Like we've at time of recording, they're versing the Raiders of Savo in the finals. Beautiful day outside. In Ricky Stewart, I think, has been playing videos of the media saying the Raiders have got no hope yeah. all week. I have got it on good. I've got a very Close source that says that there was a hens party in the same hotel as the Canberra Raiders last night. Really? So hopefully those girls kept the boys up all night. Yeah, I'm hoping night. they absolutely so, played um, up. A few red-eyed Raiders this morning. Yeah, so perfect. That's, that's that's what you want. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I messaged them and said, make as much fucking noise yeah. as you can. Like, I'll, I'll pay you to make yeah, noise. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you go banging on their doors like, fuck. Yeah, it, it has been a really impressive season for the Knights. And ever since that Bulldogs... Win, yeah, the Bulldogs spanking, that they, yeah. yeah, that they had. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was just the effort, and that's what you can really ask for as a fan. It's that's just right. a, just those little one percenters. That's right. Um, the defense is like, yeah, yeah. The well, defense look, has been elite. I think I've really got my Knights hat on saying this, but a lot of the media don't really pay that much attention to them and to any team until they're doing well. Yeah, except for the Tigers, who have been <laughs> absolutely pasted in the media, but they played a lot better in the first part of the season than a lot of people give them credit for. I think before the yeah, para, yeah. before the para game, they had won three, had a draw and lost four. Was, but the losses were... The losses were tight. Under they lost like six points, by, wasn't it? Lost to Penrith by one there. They lost to the Warriors away, but they were down by two and Ponga went off for a HIA HIA with 10 to go. That's right. They had a draw with Manly out at Mudgee. Yep. But all these, most of these games were without a lot of their best players. Adam Elliott, I think Frizzell missed a couple of games. I think... Ponga. Ponga missed, obviously, he was the big out, but they weren't playing a bad brand of footy. And the, the para game was a week before their first bye, and I think they just clocked off, I think, because that was when Bradman Best went to Bali. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Which at the time, yeah. how much, how much like, shit did he get for going to Bali? But, um, but absolutely slim, but have a look at the form since, right, since right. that trip. Well, I think it came out later that he was over there helping build villages or some shit. He was by himself too. Like, okay. I think the first shout was... And, and was getting like, shin tats at every, the same yeah, time. Yeah, get he got a big fucking filthy sleeve. <laughs> I think the, at first it looked like the whole team was there because I think a few of them went to Fiji, a couple of... A few were in, Sundays, yeah. A few, so. But the funny thing is the media didn't pick up on that either. That's right. It was just all about, about Bradman in Bali. It was all about Braddy. So. Yeah, but a few of the other boys um, over in Fiji play well, I think on. he had a bit of fuckery about him as well. Like I'm sure that I saw a Instagram story that he posted and it was a packet of darts... And like a cheeseburger or some shit. And like, obviously it was just to feed the frenzy back at home. And I think, you know, since then he's played Origin and yeah. the, the team has just gone 
They, they were playing a good brand of footy at the start. They They've had a bit of a speed bump through the middle of the year. But again, this is something I could talk about all day. So it's just, it's really exciting for the town. And obviously, you know, you're, you're not a Knights fan, but everyone in town can feel it when yeah, the I, doing look, well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a Knights fan. I'm a Titans man, but I still, yeah, I still like getting behind the home team. And I think, it, yeah, it's one of those things. Even guys that aren't, you know, Knights fans, everyone wants to see them do well. Yeah. So, but everyone wanted to see pa- uh, Penrith do well four years ago, and now everyone fucking hates them. Now so. everyone hates them. Yeah. It's the way the world That's works. Right. So. so, hopefully, in four years, everyone hates us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. We sort of touched on the FIBA finals already, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we sort of did. But you got anything else? Not really. Hey, I think yeah, FIBA. I mean, we'll know the result tomorrow. So, have you, who, have, well, who's your tip? I'm going Germany. I I think they're too strong. I think between Schroeder, the Wagner's, Wagner's brothers, yeah. Daniel Tice, yeah. Yeah. yeah, very healthy um, NBA presence there. Yeah, oh, fuck it. I'm just gonna go to Serbia then. You on Serbia? <laughs> yeah. All right. I, guess, I mean, yeah. I was just in Serbia, so got to get behind them it's a good omen mate yeah yeah that's right yeah so every team i seem to touch lately seems to be winning so yeah we'll just run with that let's I'm, run I'm gonna go serbia very good all right is that us um yeah let's wrap it up all right guys Cheers, on mate. that note uh thanks very much for listening and we'll be back again with you next week all right see you later guys see ya <laughs>